Super Bowl. <laughs> Good morning and welcome. Uh, we are so happy that you have joined us this morning. And uh, most of you know, today is the big game. So we would love to hear who you're rooting for. So go ahead and leave a comment down below. Um, some friendly banter back and forth to support your team. Um, my name is Karen. My name is Abby. <laughs> and <laughs> I, can't I, I went to go somewhere and there was nowhere to go. Uh, just you just want to tell them a little bit about I'm yourself. Just gonna say, I was just going to tell it. a little bit about myself. Uh, <laughs> again, my name is Abby, and uh, we were going to church uh, before before this one and met up with a group of people. They invited us to a small group, became really good friends with them, and they felt the heart to start a church down here in the area of Coatesville, and we felt led to go along with them. And uh, just in past experiences that I've I've had and in other churches and just where I felt led, uh, I had helped with a prior church that we were at in loading and unloading our sound system every week. We would come in early, load it out, put it up, set it up, run, run the sound for the pastor and for the worship team, and then at the end of every week, we'd, again, tear it all down, load it back up, move on, again, come back the next week and keep doing the same thing. So, uh, I mean, even if you don't feel led to do something like that, there may be somewhere else you feel led to be. Just if you want to get in contact with one of us, you can go ahead and text us, text us uh, the word TEAM to 610-590-8550, and we will be more than willing to connect you with somebody and get you in wherever you're feeling led to be. Perfect. We have so many teams you can join, so don't hesitate to reach out if you would love to be involved with helping launch City Well Church. Again, that's team to 610-590-8550. Also this morning, uh, when we start service, if you would like, we have a Kids Sunday service as well. Um, You can go to citywell.church backslash Sunday uh, and find the kids service there, or you can text kids also to 610-590-8550, and we will send you the link so that you can hop online, get your kids set up, and then enjoy uh, service for yourself. Also, if you're new here and <laughs> looking to get engaged, uh, like, share, comment below, and help spread our service out to more people, and just reach out to more and more. Again, you can text new. Uh, to 610-590-8550. Also, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel. Uh, So if you can hit the subscribe button, it will actually send you alerts um, and everything so that you won't miss service. We know life gets busy in the mornings, especially when you have kids and animals and everything you got to take care of. So it'll make sure it alerts you um, to hop on in time so that you don't miss service. Um, Also... Uh, you know, here at City Well, we are doing everything remotely uh, due to the times, but we still have a lot of behind the scenes things and outreaches and ways that we are reaching out to the community of Coatesville. So if you feel led um, or would like to invest in our mission as a church and as a community within Coatesville, we ask that you text giving to 610-590-8550 or also visit our website, citywell.church, and also find the link there that says giving. It's up on the top uh, right-hand side, and you can go through that means as well to uh, if you'd like to invest or 
make a tithe or off offering to City Well Church. We also even have an app that you could go on. Just go under the forgot about that under the store, either Apple or Google Play, and search City Well. And it'll bring up an app, and you can go right in through there, enter all your information, and give that way as well. So. Um, who are you rooting for again today for the big game? No. <laughs> uh, We're not huge football people, so... We, we enjoy the camaraderie, getting together, having a good time, you know, enjoying food with each other, but... We're not too big on the game. Yeah, but who are you rooting for? So go ahead and leave that in the comments again. A little friendly banter with some other people that may be watching online with you today. Um, and we just hope that you enjoy uh, today's service. Good morning and welcome to week two of our Love Out Loud series. We are so glad to have you back here this week um, if you are returning. But if you are new here, we would love for you to text 610-590-8550 and let us know. Um, and if you are a reoccurring visitor, you've been here before, please text here to 610-590-8550. Um, due to meeting on social media and things of that nature, we love to try to keep in contact with people who are visiting us since we can't see you guys in person. So please, again, just reach out to us on 610-590-8550. Also, if you have kids and you're looking for them to be involved as well, we offer a children's service and you can get to that either by texting Sunday to 610 <laughs> Wow, that was bad. 610-590-8550. You could, so again, text 610-8... Wow, I'm messing that up. 610-590-8550. Or you can also go to our website, and go that which is citywell.church slash forward slash Sunday and access the kids' um, entertainment as well. Uh, we would also like to tell you about something new that we have going on with City Well Church. Um, they are called Vision Dinners, and they are going to be held the second and fourth Thursdays of every month. So this month of February, uh, we have one going on February 11th and February 25th. Um, that is an opportunity just to learn more about City Well and let us know if you would like to... Um, come and fellowship with a couple people, learn about it, even if you're not ready to necessarily say we want to be a part of what City Well has. Um, we're not ready to make that commitment yet. That's totally fine, but we would absolutely love to let you know more about our vision um, and what our plans are for this next year. And I'll just go ahead and like to price into the service here. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today and that everybody could come and gather together. Just pray that you would use the words of to bless us and that we can just learn more about your love for us and love that we can have for others and how we can express that. In your name we pray. Amen. Enjoy our service.
Hill Church Online. My name is Steph Grick and I'm so excited to be able to share with you this morning. It's always a bit daunting the task of creating a message that will be entertaining, but most importantly, spiritual, spirit-led and applicable to your life. So we want you to leave on Sunday mornings having learned something, but also feeling like you can apply the principles in the Bible to your life. Having said that, we're in our second week of a series titled Love Out Loud. And this is a continuation of our study in 1 John. Love is something that we all could use a little work in right now, I think. And what better month to talk about love than February? So Valentine's Day is coming up next Sunday. So that's just a little hint for you people out there that forgot all about it. And maybe you celebrate it by going on a date with your spouse, having flowers delivered to your loved one's workplace, simple box of chocolates, or maybe you do nothing at all. So we tend to go on the do nothing all, at all as a couple, but I really like to get my kids uh, stuff for Valentine's Day and just really shower them with love. But I think that's more just because I like buying them things. I'm not sure if it has anything. It's just like an excuse to buy them something. So what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Do you go all out, you know, rose petals, candles, the whole nine? Or are you a card and some chocolates kind of person? Or are you more like Valentine's Day? What's, what's Valentine's Day? So let us know in the comments, what is your Valentine's Day stance? How do you feel about Valentine's Day? So this year we've been going through the book of 1 John, like I said earlier, and we've covered some really difficult topics, most of them dealing with sin. However, in this new series following chapter two in 1 John, he moves on to talking about love. And even in the midst of dealing with hard to talk about topics, I mean, no one likes to talk about sin. John speaks to these things with a voice that is loving. So, so often we fall into the trap of wanting people to feel the harshness in our tone as we spew out our so-called truth to them. But what you may be saying could be true, but the way it's delivered could be all wrong. So something we can take a lesson from John in is speaking the truth in love. So John starts off here uh, in chapter two, the part that we're talking about today in verse seven and eight saying, dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you've heard, yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment and you are also living it. For the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. So we have to take a step back here and figure out what command is he talking about? So John is likely talking about a command that was given from Jesus in John 13, 34, which says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. This was Jesus talking to his disciples during the Last Supper. He knows that his time on earth is coming to a close, so he wants to make sure that his disciples have the most important things down. Love one another, just as I have loved you. Like, remember this, guys, if nothing else, love each other. So the command to love one another wasn't something that was new. This was not a commandment they weren't already familiar with because it was also given long ago in the Old Testament, way back in Leviticus 19.18, which says, do not seek revenge or bear grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. This would have been something that they would have been taught from the very beginning of their faith journey. So in this sense, it was old. But like verse 8 says, it is also new. Well, why is that? Love had been given a, given a whole new, fuller meaning through the life of Jesus. He took the word love and through his life and actions, he brought the word to completion. So it's like eating boxed mac and cheese all of your life. And then someone makes you delicious, creamy, oh, so cheesy, homemade mac and cheese. 
You never knew that mac and cheese could taste so good, right? Chances are, unless you're my kids and you still prefer Annie's white cheddar shells mac and cheese, you won't want the box stuff anymore because you know that the homemade stuff is so much better. Or it's like using a normal everyday manual toothbrush. Maybe that's all you've ever known. And then you get yourself a Sonicare toothbrush and your mind is blown because that toothbrush just sonic waved your teeth into a whole new level of clean and your mouth will never feel clean using a regular toothbrush again. You're not going to want to go back. You know that there is something so much better out there. It's the same, but it's not. That's how it is with this commandment of love. The commandment was given to them from the Old Testament, but it was a manual toothbrush kind of love, a boxed mac and cheese kind of love. It was good, sure, it fitted a need, but it could be better. Jesus stepped into the scene and bam, he, there was a Sonicare toothbrush, homemade mac and cheese kind of love. He made it clear what love was supposed to be. This kind of love is what God wanted all along. But in our human minds, we just couldn't comprehend what that kind of love looked like until Jesus came and showed us firsthand. This commandment became new in the sense of how far reaching it was also. Before, love seemed to only reach the likable people, those who were good on the outside. Not really for the sinner, definitely not for the Gentile, those who weren't Jews. But through Jesus, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Jesus loved the outcasts, the lowly, the sinners, the everyday people who were looked down upon and forgotten. To quote William Barclay, love became new in Jesus because he widened its boundaries until there were none outside its embrace. It's amazing. So let's look at some of the people Jesus chose to love that were recorded in scripture. He was loving towards the adulterous woman at the well who was alone and cast to the side by society, by the religious people at that time. Jesus was loving and cared about the fishermen and the lowly of society and made them some of the greatest followers and chose them to be the ones who were upfront sharing his message. He used people who no one in the religious culture that time was willing to even look at and showed us that they were just as much valuable and loved as the next. It was also made new in that the love of Jesus showed could never be turned into hate. No matter how many people yelled at him, spit in his face, mocked him, beat him, hung him on a cross, Jesus could still pray for those people as he died a gruesome death. Not only that, I'm also continually brought back to the Last Supper. Jesus takes the time to watch, wash each disciple's feet, including Judas's. So think about that. Jesus knows what Judas is about to do. He knows that he's been going behind his back, telling the religious people all about Jesus, and then coming back with a smile on his face, acting like nothing was wrong. He was the ultimate two-faced friend that betrayed him to the point of handing him over to his de death, and yet, and yet Jesus gets down to wash his feet lovingly, just as he did each of the other disciples. Is there any other greater love than this? This love is so incomprehensible. Can you imagine what our world would look like if we each had just a fraction of this kind of love? We as Christians are to be living in this kind of love that Jesus showed. Will it be to the same extent? No, we will stumble and we'll forget what it means to love like Jesus, but we are to be walking forward, making forward progress. The first fruit of the spirit listed in Galatians 5 is love. As followers of followers of Christ, we should be growing in these fruits of the Spirit as we are molded and made more into the likeness of Jesus. How are you doing at that? Are you more loving than you were 10 years ago? How about one year ago? How about a month ago? How about a week ago? If you aren't more loving, then take an inventory of where you may be struggling. Maybe you've been getting too caught up in politics. 
Remember, it's not the Democrat or Republican Party that we serve and show loyalty to. It's Jesus. Maybe it's the way you view others in a different economic class than you, whether it's higher or lower. Can I go as deep as to asking what even your thoughts are about those who are homeless, drug or alcohol addicted, seemingly promiscuous, or so on? What we think in our hearts will eventually make its way to the surface. Get to the root of why you feel the way you do about certain people and bring it before God to change the way you see them. Ask him to give you eyes like his that you may see people as just that, people. I saw this quote on Facebook that a friend posted, and I felt like it spoke to the extent of Jesus' love so well. It said, Jesus forgave a thief dangling on a cross, knowing full well that the thief had converted out of plain fear. That thief would never study the Bible, never attend synagogue or church, and never made amends to those he'd wronged. He simply said, Jesus, remember me. And Jesus promised, today you will be with me in paradise. That's from Philip Yancey. So now that is a homemade mac and cheese kind of love. It doesn't have any prerequisites. It doesn't have any stipulations. It is just pure and simple and beautiful love. So let's move on to the next part of the passage, verses 9 through 11, which says, Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. John is pretty straightforward about his contrast and personal relationships here. He says you either love them or you hate them. There's no real neutrality here. He's talking about the everyday people here. The person who lives next door to you, the people you work with, the barista at Starbucks, whomever you come in contact with every day, you should be showing love to them. The way Christian love was designed was to be radical, to stand out, to be outrageous, and can I say a little crazy? I should also mention that Christian love is not always a feeling, but it is a choice. Did you know that we can choose to be concerned with someone else's well-being, treat them with respect, whether or not we, would, we agree with them in all areas of life? It is actually possible. I know even now when you begin to show someone who is viewed as a sinner in the religious circles of today, love, uh, when you show someone love, the religious people freak out. They think you're saying that their lifestyle or scenario or whatever is okay and acceptable. But no, that's not the case. You can love someone and disagree with their choices. You can love just because you want to be loving. But back to the contrast of light versus darkness or love versus hate. John is saying that if we are walking in love, there is nothing causing us to stumble. There's nothing holding us back from a better relationship with God. And there's nothing holding us back from relationship with others. But then the opposite is also true. If we are living in hatred, we are hindering our relationship with other people, but also with God. So just think about the physical side effects that hate has on your body. High blood pressure, stress, anxiety, headaches, and poor circulation, the list goes on. Not only was our physical self not designed to live in hatred, but our spiritual self wasn't either. In verse 11, it says that darkness has blinded them. I'm sure you've experienced the blindness that anger can bring. Anger or hatred obscures our judgment. You can't see an issue or situation clearly when hatred or anger fill your heart. Have you ever disliked a coworker's presentation just because you had an argue with, argument with them in the past? You can't make good judgments when hate is your filter. It distorts everything. You can't direct your own life when hatred is the dominating feeling in your life either. So how are you going to live your life? Are you going to live in darkness 
stumbling around trying to figure out which way to go, groping around trying to find someone to guide you, a box mac and cheese manual toothbrush kind of life? Or are you going to live a life of light, of love, where there's a clear path as to where you should go? You can see the way before you and you can follow Jesus' example, the homemade mac and cheese Sonicare toothbrush kind of life. I know what kind of life I want. It's the kind of life I strive to have. And yes, I mess up. Sometimes I'm short-tempered. Just ask my kids or my husband. I make judgments when I shouldn't. I think thoughts that aren't loving, but I don't throw in the towel. I ask God to renew my mind. I ask him to take my thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I ask him to give me eyes like his, that I may love people with a radical love like Jesus had. But maybe today you sit there and you wonder what this love I talk about is, is all about. Maybe you have not yet experienced the love that Jesus offers. Maybe you've never heard of this love that he so freely and graciously gives. I want every person to experience this love. I want you to know that God created you, unique you, with all your quirks and flaws to be in relationship with you. The times we mess up or sin, those are the times that break up our relationship with God. Just like if you betrayed a friend, it would mess up that relationship. But no matter how many good things we do, no matter how much money we donate, how many meals we serve to those who need it, no matter how many good things you do, it cannot repair that broken relationship with God. And man, that sounds like such an impossible situation. What are we supposed to do? How can we ever be made right with God again? And really, it's nothing that we do or can do. But Jesus paid the price for sin and rebuilt that relationship between us and God for us. He died for you and for me and for every single person on this earth because he is the perfect example of love that ever lived. He died for the criminal on the cross beside him, not because of what he did. Obviously, he couldn't do anything for Jesus, but he died for him too and loved him so much. That same Jesus did the very same thing for you. All you have to do is say yes to him. Say, yes, I want your forgiveness. Yes, I accept your love. Yes, I believe that you died for me. Your life with Jesus begins right then, right now. You can walk your way out of darkness into light because Jesus' love is that big. So what's holding you back from making that decision right now? If there's nothing, text Jesus to 610-590-8550 and let us know. We want to celebrate with you. If there are some things holding you back or you have more questions, that's okay. But we want to know that too. Text that same phone number and we will be in touch with you so we can talk about what your questions are or what concerns you have. Life is hard to navigate. It's hard to know what's right and what's wrong, more so now than ever. But I do know this. I want to live a life of love that is outrageous and shows who Jesus really is to others. I want you to live a life of love as well. So take some time this week to think about what you can do to show love in a radical way. So let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you so much for your love. I thank you that you died on the cross for those who are good, but for those who are not so good as well. Um, that you died for the, the everyday lowly person um, that feels like there is no hope for them. I thank you that um, we can, you offer your forgiveness so freely. Um, I thank you for the example of love that you give, that you showed love to each and every person that you came across, no matter what, no matter what society thought of them, no matter what they looked like, no matter what kind of disease they had, um, you reached out and you embraced them and you loved them fully. And I just pray that we can be the same. 
has you in that. I pray that we can just be good examples of your love to other people, no matter what. I pray this week, as we come into Valentine's Day, that we can not only be thinking of romantic love, but how we can show love to each and every person we come in contact, God. Um, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for those who are watching and ask you to bless their week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for joining us today. I hope that this, the words that Steph has spoken today will, will reign with you and just go out in your world and love on everyone. Uh, just show God's love to whoever comes to you, whether it's positive or negative situation. Just show your love. Show God's love. Just spread the word. Uh, and if you have felt that the words today have uh, led you to want to accept Jesus as your Savior, just text the word Jesus to 610-590-8550 and somebody would be more than willing to come in contact with you and help lead you to Christ or help you uh, further your knowledge and hmm, acceptance. acceptance, help you to know what's the next steps. Uh, we want to thank you again so much for joining us today. And also, if, like I have said previously, if you would like to invest or feel led to support the mission of CityWell Church, we do ask that you um, think about it and pray about it. And if you would like to do that, to text GIVE to 610-590-8550. You can also go online or on our app and give that way as well. Um, and just remember, Love Out Loud, this was week two for our series. We have a couple more weeks coming up of this series um, that you can finish out with us. We would love to see you next week. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you have a great week.